there are two things you need to know when you listen to this episode. Number one, my dryer is running in the background. You will hear it, and I guarantee you will hear it go off, unless I'm lucky and I pause my own speaking (laughs) when the buzzer goes off. Um, Number two, I may talk about social media in an objective, valuable, it has benefited society type of way. Um, But nine times out of ten in this episode, I'm going to be talking about social media subjectively, which means I'm going to talk about my immediate feelings about it. So there's like objective values, which is this is great, this is how it's impacted the culture and society and consumerism, blah, blah, blah. But subjectively, I have my own little part of my heart that feels a certain way about social media and I want to share that with you so here we go in the words of my good friend Molly um, not one person has had a total 100% positive experience with social media um, and not one person has a has had a total 100% negative experience with social media and this is what is so crazy about social media is we both can agree it can drive us crazy, but we all can agree it's it's kind of benefited us in the way that we've experienced our humanity. So objectively, kind of to start off, the goodness of social media is that it's shown us the really creative way that God has given each of us an identity. So we have this platform where people can immediately understand our identity. They can understand our uniqueness, what kind of um, creativity we are expressing, what kind of interests we have, you know, how long it took you to think of a quote for your bio on your Instagram or how long it took you to think of a creative handle or what kind of um, themes with your pictures and, and colors that you use when you post. Um, this is a beautiful thing. This is the art of our ability to be creative. And to put yourself um, out there is beautiful. Like, we are all unique and we should be attracted to each other. And, you know, when we go to heaven one day, all of heaven is going to be this big party where we adore each other and we just understand each other and we understand each other's identity. So we've kind of been creative in how we're doing that. Um Don't think smartphones are going to be in heaven. Could be proven wrong. I'm open to that, but we'll see. Um, But the overall goodness of social media is that it has allowed us to kind of open up self-expression in a creative, new, tech-savvy way. Um, People who own businesses, you're probably thriving off social media. People who want to drop their own music or record their own music or show off their own music... This has benefited you greatly, and you're definitely going to want social media when you use um, all your gifts and talents. And it is the mode of communication today. Um, It's not the same as face-to-face interaction, but it is, in fact, social um, and then, in fact, media. So I want to give you, those are objective reasons. I want to give you my subjective reasons. I want to give you the feelings I've had towards social media. So to give you a brief testimony, I'm 25 years old as I record this, 
And from the minute Snapchat came out when I was probably 16, 17 years old until this moment, um, I had Snapchat in college. I was addicted to it. And I decided to delete it probably when I graduated college. I think that's when I deleted it. Um, And then I kind of like had the account. I would go back to it a couple times a year. But um, just, just, you know, we were in quarantine. It was something to do when you were bored. Another avenue of social media I had and then deleted um, was Instagram. And if you know me and you know me well, you know that I've had probably four Instagram accounts up to this point um, deleted each one of them, like physically deleted each of each of them. I didn't take a break from my account. I didn't just delete the app. Physically went out of my way to make sure the account doesn't exist anymore. And it was a vicious cycle. Um the definition of insanity is going back to something and thinking different results will happen, and that's where I got insane. So a lot of my feelings about this, and I'm going to be vulnerable in this episode, is that I started to see an insanity level peak. Like it was, I didn't feel insane, but I was like, I'm capable of being insane, and I need to pump the brakes while I'm, while I'm already there and feeling that. Um, So I'll share that. I'll be honest about it. I will say if there's one thing, you know, that you keep going back to in life, like a lot of people go back to the same ex thinking they'll get a different situation with their relationship or a lot of people go back to old habits or they fall back into old ways or, you know, they're just addicted to something. They try to go clean and then they go back to it. We all have an addiction in our life. That is a human behavior. And unfortunately, mine was social media, and the way that it took my mind to such a dark place um, is something I never want to go through again, and therefore I have officially deleted Instagram um, two years ago, one year ago, two years ago, um, and decided it was not going to be a thing that I invested mental real estate into, and I've never regretted it, and not a day goes by that I think I need it again. The weirdest thing ever is when you go out and you meet people and they don't ask for your phone number and they ask you for your Instagram handle or your Snapchat and you're like, why can't we just be normal? Um, That's the one time it bites me in the butt. The one time I feel like, oh, I should get that back so I can have friends. But the best advice your grandma ever gave you is that if people want to be in your life, they will reach out. And it doesn't matter how they reach out. They will freaking email you. They will send you a letter in the mail if they want to be with you. That's just how it goes. And that's where you know who your homies are. Um, But I want to give you a litany, like a list of... There's a dryer. The reasons why I ended up deleting social media because of what it was doing to me mentally... And if you can identify with any of these things, don't be afraid to admit it because I'm making a podcast about it. Um, And I also kind of want to know if other people are capable of this. So maybe I'll invite you to contact me at the end of this. We'll see how it goes. Um, Number one, the reason, number, number one, the reason why I deleted social media, I spent too much time on it. Whether I was waiting in the doctor's office, sometimes even at the red light driving, God forgive me, Um, if I was just bored and didn't want to interact with people, if I was trying to kill five minutes between work and lunch break, um, 
a way to avoid awkward situations. You name it, you've done it. You've gone on social media and you scrolled and scrolled and you scrolled mindlessly, aimlessly. You're not really trying to figure anything out. You're just going through it. The second thing that kind of goes off of that is when you realize that you're aimlessly scrolling, if I'm aware of the fact that I'm just scrolling to kill time, I don't genuinely care what these people are doing or what they're posting, And if nine times out of ten a picture has not gotten me to stop in my tracks and double tap and like it, if I'm doing that, then 99.9%, I'm being dramatic, of people are doing that. So if you, in your heart of hearts, are like me, and you genuinely want it to inspire people on social media, you genuinely wanted people to know what you were up to, you genuinely wanted people to see what you were wearing and what you were doing and how much fun you had, and out of that sincerity, again, like you genuinely wanted these people in your life to know, and if even if they're scrolling through aimlessly, there's still a part of them that's not paying undivided attention to you. And number three, I believed people were paying undivided attention to me. And you know what? You get flattered a little bit when people send you a text or they send you a message and they're like, I just stalked your page or, you know, I looked up your page and this thing that you wrote like three weeks ago was so inspiring. That's like a high. I'm not going to lie. It's a great feeling. Um, It's a great type of way to connect with people. But at the end of the day, it was just this weird thing in my head of like, if these people, if I'm capable of making mental judgments about people while stalking their page and going through their stuff, they're 100% doing it to me. And I I just don't know if I want to know what they're thinking. Um, I don't want people to like my picture just to like my picture. I don't want you to like my picture. So then you'll so then I'll like your picture. Because um, you know how it goes. Man, social media should be its own psychology course. Because there's something in the brain that's like, well, if I like this person's picture, then they'll like mine. And you know when your crush or your ex or whoever liked your picture, you get that little, hmm, where are we going with this kind of thought. Um, even worse, now that you can search likes, God help us. You go on your significant other's page and you see who liked it and you're like, well, I know they've been a little flirty flirty. Oh my gosh, seriously, make social media its own psychology course. So that's just kind of a nutshell of numbers one through three. Um, Number four, kind of annoying, kind of want to know what's your point when I follow you and you don't follow me back. Thank you, Facebook, for allowing people to just be mutually friends Once one person says yes, we all agree to see each other's things. Um, Why don't you want to follow me back? Now I got beef. Now I got that little bit of anxiety. Now I'm going to unfollow you. Now I'm not going to talk to you normally in person. The list goes on. I'm done with it. What are you, just not cool enough to add me back? I I don't understand. Uh, Number five, is that what we're on? Um, A lot of people have things to say on social media, but not in person. I love the art of communication. That's why I have a podcast. I love speaking. I love conversation. I love writing. I I was going to be a journalism major. Like, I just love the art of communication. Social communication should be face-to-face, 
pretty much like if you're capable of having these coherent thoughts on in writing, I, I want to have them in person. So I was really shocked at, you know, seeing a lot of people post a lot of things, but not engaging in real life and that's kind of so sad because I'm like let's go let's have drinks like I'm an extrovert let's talk let's sit at the table and powwow um but you just want to powwow on social media can you tell how heated I am when I talk about this I'm just not a fan and again this is all the little arena in my heart that has all these feelings about it and I'm throwing them up in this podcast um number six I can't stand watching people pose for pictures in real life. And it's one thing to be like, oh, come on, guys, let's take a picture or to grab a selfie real quick. Or, you know, you're posing. It's great. You took three shots. You move on. Hours. I'm not even kidding you. Hours I've seen women on the beach hitting every angle with their bikini on. And the boyfriend is the one taking the picture. Call me old school, but I can't help but think... Who are you trying to impress posting this picture because your boy is right there and I don't understand if you, you're both okay with you trying to get some other attention. Like, I just don't think it's only going to be normal people who aren't going to be attracted to you seeing this picture. Um, just a really, really weird thing in my mind. Again, call me traditional. That's one thing I've always had a belief system in is that like this this body you have, it's so beautiful, and people, you know, are in different shapes and sizes, and we should adore that, and we should admire everyone's size, but at the end of the day, like, what is your intention behind that picture? Because you are seeking some kind of attention, and we all know number seven, is that what I'm on? I'm not gonna, I'm gonna lose count. The next one on there, um, you do put, I, by you, I mean me, I post pictures for specific people to see it, um, And, you know, once that one person sees it, then you can move on with your day and you're like, yep, check that off. Um, So I've kind of gotten to the point after I deleted social media where if I wanted a particular person to see a picture, I'm going to send that person the picture and I'm not going to post it because then all the other people see it. And I'm like, actually, I was just trying to get one person's attention there. So, yes. Um, So, yeah, I just don't think it's necessary to spend our days, taking hours of pictures, um, and then the next one, number eight, only doing things to get pictures, and I've heard this a lot working with teenage girls, but, like, specifically getting dressed up and buying a new outfit and doing your makeup for the fact that you're gonna go somewhere, take pictures, and leave, and again, I mean, I'm sure you're enjoying the moment when you get there, but, like, your intention was specifically to take a picture, um, you know, my gram's been a little boring these days. I need to put something out there. People need to remember I exist. Um, all these little mental things that we do to get attention. And again, I want dis- another disclaimer here. Attention is not bad. The desires of the human heart are to be seen, to be known, and to be loved. And social media has allowed all three to exist in one place. They are not bad intentions. They are not bad desires. It's kind of what we do with it that's like, okay, here's here's the point. And also just the fact that like at, at the core of humanity, like you were created because you are loved and do you believe that? And if not, then we got to work on that. But if you do and you genuinely use social media for the fun of it, great. Have at it. Have a blast. 
stalk your little heart out, stalk your little heart out of those people who you want to stalk. Um, number nine, thinking we're at story for this one. I went on a date-ish thing. No one ever said if it was a date or not. With this guy um, from my parish. I was friend, or his dad had known me just in passing. And he's like, oh, my son's your age, but he's at college. And at the time I was in college. And he was like, I would just love for you guys to meet one time. And I don't think it was a date, but I mean, we both agreed each other was attractive and there wasn't a second date, but whatever. Let's call it a date. Um, We only talked through social media, so I was Snapchatting and texting him. And then finally, he showed up at my door, brought me out, or took me out. And I remember this was the most satisfying thing that ever happened in my life at that point. Um, But he said to his dad man, like, she's so much prettier in person than she is in her pictures. And I never use filters when I post a picture. What you see is what you get. Um, I don't whiten my teeth or slim my waist. So the fact that he said that, like, that was pretty damn cool. And anyone can agree that that's a compliment worth receiving beyond any expectation. So that was a satisfying moment. And it was honestly one of the things that happened that made me realize I don't need this social media account for people to see that I'm beautiful because they will and that was such an intention of mine to have social media is that I just really want people to see that I'm beautiful because I don't actually think they're seeing it in person and this is where I kind of get more psychological spiritual in the conversation because then that led me to a thought that I can't change the way people perceive me Every single person is scrolling or looking at the same picture, but having completely different thoughts. And there were people who probably looked at my pictures and were like, this is a joke. All she does is talk about God. And then there were people who looked at my pictures and they were probably like, this is fascinating. She talks about God. So you can't, you can't change the way people perceive you. Um, by the grace of God, you could probably post something and they could think differently, um, or you could inspire them, but everyone will have their own subjective little feelings about you or judgments towards you or judgments about you when they look at your picture. And that was mentally exhausting because I would sit up at night and wonder what people were thinking about the post and now and this is how social media is 100% a psychology course you have to time when you post certain pictures um like you know if you post Saturday at four o'clock you ain't gonna get a lot of likes because people are getting ready to go out to dinner and do their thing that night um you know that if you post that night at midnight, from midnight till when people are waking up and going on social media, you can get all the hype. So now, psychologically, you realize when people go on social media and when you're going to get the most likes, um, which is so crazy, but it's so true, and we all do it. Not only that, I remember I have a big family. I'm one of six kids. There are eight of us total, Irish Catholic family. Every single picture of my family that I post gets hype. Every single one. Comments, likes, 
separate text messages saying how cute we are, the whole shebang, that friend you haven't heard from in five years, and they're like, your family is gorgeous, and you're like, where have you been? (laughs) There are other times you post pictures of your sunset extravaganza um, at the park, and you know you get 20 to 30 to 50 likes, and you're like, whatever, it didn't get as much hype. Like, psychologically, we post what we know people will hype up. Um, Selfies always get hype. People love the emotional high of selfies, and by people, I mean myself. Um, And again, to be seen, known, and loved, that is the desire of the human heart, and we have found the selfie way to do it. Um, So there's a couple more examples. Where are we at here? Uh, Number... 13? Let's go with 13. Um, we're kind of going to move into a category of friendships here. So, in in the name of friendships, I think one of the most saddening moments of my life, like, like literally gave me such a spirit of sadness, was knowing that I was able to talk to all these people, specifically on Snapchat, um, but they never wanted to hang out in person. And that's a really sad moment because I'm the... And maybe people can separate social media friends from or social media interactions from real life friends but I I just love everyone I genuinely do and if you know me you know that about me um so I just I genuinely want to be friends with everyone I just remember these periods of like asking people to hang out or hey we're at the park and so and so is here like you should come down and you know that they don't want to hang out with you and you don't want to put them in an awkward place for them to be like oh, no, I can't go, and you know they're, whatever, making up an excuse or they have to feed their turtle, whatever it is. Um, and it's just this moment where, like, in in my head, in my perception, in my thoughts and in my heart, we were connecting, we were actually kind of close, and now, oh, I guess to you we're not. So I'm going to pump the brakes. I'm not going to pursue you as much. Um, this is platonic friends. This is romantic friends. And that's that was just always really upsetting for me because I just wanted to be friends with everyone, and you realize that this this person actually wouldn't make time for me in their day if if it came down to it. Kind of in the same lines as friendship, but also just in the lines of people, human beings. Um, we can be intentional about the ways we hurt others through social media. I remember going through these realizations that um, people know what they're doing when they don't put me on their private story or like that's on purpose Um, or that you on purpose want to show me that you're hanging out with so-and-so and and not me. Um, Again, that whole idea, especially on Instagram where you you request to follow someone and they leave you in freaking social media purgatory and never take the time to follow back. And it's just this genuine hurt. And that's really what it comes down to. I don't care if it's a technology thing. I don't care if it's on social media. Like, it's a real-life human decision you've made and an intentional way to kind of hurt someone or to get them to question or confuse the way you want to interact with them. And that's wrong. There's no way in heck, that we're supposed to treat human beings like that. Like, seriously consider if this was a reality in life that, you know, you wanted to hang out with someone, and this is a reality in life, and they just never give you the time of day, and they know that you're interested in hanging out with them, but they've never said anything to bring clarity. 
um, and, you know, metaphorically leaving you in, in just like this limbo. And it's not cool. You know what you're doing. Um, you're not a celebrity. And I've actually, celebrities are nicer than you because they let everyone follow them and they want to be friends with everyone and to see the interaction. So I just don't get why people have other, there's other intentional ways people will hurt you through social media. Um, like these sneaky ways that they just don't include you in their account. Um, I don't like it. I don't want to be capable of that. And, and at one point, you know, you're on social media long enough that if that is the quote unquote way to interact with social media, you're just going to do it naturally and you're not going to question it. You're not going to question if it's right or wrong and you're not going to question if it's a good or a bad thing that you're doing because it is just the thing to do. And then fights and drama and everything starts off um, in relationships because of it. Next point, again, in the name of friendship, um, like I said, the desires of the human heart to be seen, known, and loved to be known, right? Like it's some it's it's one thing to know about Aunt Sally, but it, it's another thing to know Aunt Sally. And I would like to take the stance in my life to know people, not to know about them because of what they post. And I say this because that's how I want to be treated. I don't want people to just know about me on social media. I don't want you to just know that I have a podcast and it's referencing Jesus all the time. I want you to know who I am. I want you to know me. I want you to get to know me. Um, And it takes courage to get to know people because if we want to know anything about people, we just look up their account and we just look up what they've been doing in the last week and... And when we see that so much, we're we're definitely reminded, we're definitely more aware about them. But there's nothing better than a conversation with someone and you're having this great time and they're like, I didn't know that about you. Or, wow, I didn't know you had that many siblings. Or, I didn't know you take your coffee that way. And um, even though I've posted it all the time and you just didn't read the label. No, I'm just kidding. But, like, there's such a moment of just pure love pure love between people when you figure out something new about them or you learn the way that they speak and the way that they're um, thinking in person and you can have again all these perceptions about people when they're posting something and the number one perception being like this obvious feeling that like this person's life is amazing and they're perfect and there's nothing wrong going on with them. And it's like, how did a picture get us to think that? Like, how did a picture get us to think that? Fun fact for me, I remember every time I would post a really cute selfie or I would post a picture of my family, like I said, I was always in my room, just out of the shower, had my gross sweats on, hair in like the wet bun, um, glasses on, And I would be like, I just need to feel good about myself for a second, and I'd post the picture. Um, So like I said, it's definitely like a rush of emotions. It's definitely something to get people to remember you exist. 
Um, but it's temporary. It's it's a it's a high that doesn't last, and all highs don't last. You eventually come down from it, and then when you come down from it, like as a human being, like how are you going to interact with people? Because do, people do fall into the trap, and again, by people, I mean myself, where your your sole way of interacting with people became posting. Um, and I just remember old school back in the day when my family went on vacation when I was probably like eight years old. Um, we went to the Dominican Republic and the only way that we could show people was when they came over my house after the trip and asked to see pictures that we developed from CVS off our disposable cameras. I actually think they made a comeback. I do see a lot of people with disposable cameras these days. Um, it's nice to see that. But, like, that's the, that was the enjoyment. That was the company. That was the reason you came over to look at the photos together. And it was just such a way to celebrate life with people. And, again, we're getting that at the comfort of our own home. And that's convenient, especially if Grandmom doesn't want to leave the house. It was convenient during a pandemic. Um, but at the end of the day... I'm going to boldly say we're not we're not created to live like that. We're not created to think like that. Um, we shouldn't go so far as to portray everything while we're behind a screen, um, but to just genuinely have conversations sharing these things because that's it's so weird. Like when you talk to people and they won't bring up their Cal- their California vacation, but then they post about it and you're like, oh my god, tell me about it, and they're like oh, it was really great, like, we did this, we did that, I'm sure you saw it, like, we put the pictures up, and it's like, okay, but, like, I want to hear about it, and nothing, and that's, that's, like, so upsetting, just share, people, like, people want to hear you talk, don't think that no one wants to hear you talk. Another thing in the name of friendship I'll bring up, um, especially in the young people I've seen this working with teenagers, the amount of hurt that happens in no responsing, no, like, no response to social media, um, particularly Snapchat, uh, particularly being left on red. Again, another psychology tool we have in our book of social media is that you have your read receipts on on purpose. Again, I don't care if you read your text messages and don't reply to me, and if you read it at 12 and reply at 8, that's fine, I don't mind, but intentionally, what's your point? And I feel like I want to start calling people out on it if I know they're doing it intentionally, if, if it's just like a mishap, it's whatever. And when you get older, it's always a mishap. But again, specifically teenagers, like they do that to get back at each other or they don't reply to your Snapchat and leave you unopened to put you in an anxiety attack. And if we're all smart enough to realize that that kind of thing puts us in an anxiety attack. How have we not rethought about it to know that, not to set us up for failure, but to know, like, if this person doesn't reply, it's going to be okay. And if this person doesn't reply, I'm going to be upset, and it's okay to be upset, but I'm going to be upset, and I'm going to let myself think about it and move on and not get caught up in it. Like, go through the hurt or the frustration let the emotion pass, but we dwell on it and we think like, oh my gosh, I need, I need to figure out what's wrong or what's going on with this person and what they think about me. And again, it's the fact that we get to that point. It's the fact that we all, 100% of us, and I, I read this list to you because I've been there and I did all of this, 
We're capable of it. And I remember hitting this point and I was like, I don't want to be capable of this. I don't. And I know people aren't leaving me on open, quote unquote, to get back at me or on purpose. And maybe some of them were. And whatever the point is, I'm not living in that life. Like mentally, I'm not living in that lifestyle. I'm not living in the fact that you're capable of doing that and I'm not being a part of it. And we can make that decision for ourselves. And every single person who knows me and has understood the fact that I deleted my social media, not one person, I'm telling you, honest to God, not one person has made me feel bad about it. On the contrary, every single person has praised my decision. What does that tell you? That tells me a lot of things. But the fact that Every teenager, young adult, and person who has been on social media has found out that I've deleted, particularly Snapchat and Instagram, and has told me, good for you. And then gives me their personal reason of why they're done with it or caught up in it or addicted to it. And everything that they say, girl, bro, been there, done that, done with it. Um, on a sensitive topic, uh, in the le- in the name of relationships, romantic ones, um, I've been wounded, and again, this is something personal, food for thought, um, I have been personally wounded by knowing that people I have dated would search pornographic things, um, sexual content, explicit media, They would follow girls who were half-naked, and I'd just be like, great, so glad to see that that's what you do in your free time. Um, As a woman, I'm I'm not offended, I'm wounded. I'm saddened at the fact that, you know, when you date someone, not that you think they only have eyes for you, but that they're intentionally guarding themselves to know that um, that would hurt my significant other, and that would hurt my my that would hurt my woman and she doesn't not that she's insecure but she doesn't need to know that I spend my free time in my idle behavior um fantasizing with visuals and that's just something I will never tolerate I can't say that any woman should be okay with that but again that's up for discussion because people always have something to say about that you're not going to change my mind but people always have something to say about that So again, we use that psychology tactic where we go through the person we're interested in or the person we're dating, following list, and we just scroll and we see what they do in their free time and what they're looking at. And it was so toxic. It was just, it kind of felt like babysitting because it was something I cared about, right? Like I wanted to know if a guy was looking at this stuff and then you figure it out and you're worked up over it and... And every guy that I've talked to about it says they're not proud of it. So, I mean, when you do really love someone, like, what are you going to be willing to give up at that point? Like, are you going to give up all these little tactics of social media in your head that you use or what? Um, So that's just another reason to have a fight with your romantic partner. Um, And by fight, I mean discussion, right? (laughs) Now I'm going to kind of segue into the ways that social media has brought out the worst in my human behavior. 
So we're all, like I said at the beginning, we're all capable of addiction. We're all capable of like using something in excess or allowing one particular avenue of our life to have a hold on us, whether it's good or bad, right? Like it could be something like gambling or it could be something like working out. Whatever you do in excess and not in moderation, your human behavior towards this thing gets intensified. And again, you realize what you're capable of. You realize, like, the more you invest in this, the more other people see it or the other ways people engage in it. Like, oh, I've never seen this kind of gambling. Oh, wow, this person works out for an hour and a half. I'll work out for two hours. I'm being dramatic. Please don't work out for two hours. But it's this idea that once we realize all these kinds of human behaviors that go into social media... Um, They become intensified in our brain. And I was like, the more they get intensified, the more I don't want to know. So again, things that I was capable of was addiction, picking it up, scrolling. I was addicted to posting. I was addicted to getting likes. I was addicted to interactions. I was like so bored some nights that the only way I knew people would start interacting with me was on social media because that's what they were doing. Um, You couldn't get someone to hang out with you, but they would like your picture, so you just work with it, and you're like, as long as I can get the like, it doesn't, we don't have to hang out, and I I began to think like that, and it's just, ugh, it's just, ugh. Um, Another thing that got intensified, my consumerism habits, um, I didn't realize how many (laughs) times Fabletics could tell me I needed another pair of exercise pants, um, and then it you know, once you buy something off social media, it's like, okay, this is what she likes. Give her more. And then Gymshark came in and then Athleta and everyone else. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have so many pairs of exercise pants. I don't have anything else to wear and I have a job. Um, so I spent more money than I needed to. And then you find these little small businesses and you want to support them and you want to engage with them. Um, for me, I just ended up spending a lot more money than I needed to. Um, another intensified behavior. Um, this one's more of like an emotional response. I don't struggle with anxiety. Um, and I know some people out there listening do. It's not something I personally struggle with, but I started to when I was on social media. So I I became really specific about understanding my anxiety when it would trigger so I knew that if I was on Instagram any anywhere between like 9.30 and 11.30 um, and I saw things or I saw people's posts or I decided to stalk an ex-boyfriend, it would produce this anxiety in me and then I didn't never had a good night's sleep. And I made a really firm decision that I wanted sleep to be a, a better human behavior for my <laughs> lifestyle than, than scrolling and technology. So if you can pinpoint specific accounts or specific things that trigger your anxiety, I I encourage you to do that. Another thing that gave me anxiety was all the fitness accounts that um, came up on my For You page because um, I, I always wanted to see new styles of working out, but then it was like this overload of accounts and I was like, everyone is a fitness influencer and I just want to work out. And then I would see all these posts for all these kinds of workouts and I would burn out trying to do all of them. And it was like, I don't need to do all this, pump the brakes. Um, And then it's this comparison of she's doing this and if I do that, then I'll look like her. And I was just like, I need to enjoy what I like. 
I need to connect with my own body when I work out. And anything that I see on social media should inspire me to want to try it, but should never intensify my emotions or give me anxiety. Like, I shouldn't say, like, oh my gosh, I have to look like this person, or oh my gosh, I have to do what they're doing to be like them. Because if at the end of the day, I'm not connecting to my body, and it's not bringing this mind, body, soul harmony, then actually what this person's showing me isn't actually good for me. Um, And of course, another form of anxiety I started to develop was FOMO, uh, fear of missing out for those who don't know. It's, It's cruel. It's hard. No one means it half the time. Um, but it happens. And it's not even immediate friends. It's like, this person's getting engaged, and that person's going here, and they're going to grad school, and they got a dog, or again, anything in the world where you're not doing what that person's doing, and you have this fear that you're missing out on life if you're not participating in life the exact same way that they are. Proposal just a little insight here for bringing more goodness to your life. Really sit down with yourself and understand who you are and what you want out of life and how you connect with yourself. Um, Another sneaky thing for FOMO was like morning routines. I was like, I don't do that. I don't do that. I don't do that. (laughs) And then you like try and do all these new things to have like a fabulous morning and to have more energy and then like by noon you're like that did nothing for me because you're not interested in it um I'm a big believer in the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit will prompt you like hey sis you need to sleep 20 more minutes hey sis if you want to get up and go to the gym this morning you go girl um and that routines are great and work itself is a routine and anything you need to do before you get ready for work you do it Um, It doesn't have to be the same thing every day. So those are some of my natural human behaviors that became so intensified that I knew a simple solution was to pull the plug. It's just that simple. And I'm not here to tell you to delete your Instagram account. And you can sit with that. If that's a desire in your heart that you've had for a while, sit with that. If that's a thought you ruminate with, um, sit with it. But I also know a lot of people benefit from just deleting the app for a month. Um, I love the Catholic tradition of Lent where you give something up for 40 days. If every Lent you give up social media and, you, and you're you really learning about yourself in those 40 days, praise God, like keep at that. Um, if you want to make your own month or 30 day kind of retreat from social media, by all means, take some time to figure out what triggers you have? What are your reasons for not liking social media? What are your reasons for loving social media? Um, Where have your human behaviors become intensified? Where do you experience anxiety or like these emotional investments that you don't necessarily need to have? Um, I realized that, you know, this conversation I had with myself was very emotional. Like I said, I was going to be really vulnerable. Um, shared a lot of insight, shared a lot of personal things. Again, I I actually would love to hear from you because I do talk to teens. I talk to young adults. I even talk to older people. Social media comes up a lot. Um, Pros and cons come up, just social media in general. Like, hey, follow me, check this out. But if you have any, like, more things to add, um, I'll drop you my email. It's speaking.shannon at gmail.com. Um, S-H-A-N-N-O-N, speaking, how it's spelled, with a dot in between, 
speaking.shannon at gmail.com. Um, I want to know what the world thinks of social media. Um, tell me your name. If you know me personally, you can shoot me a text. But this is a subject and topic that I will always speak subjectively about because I know objectively social media is a good thing, but subjectively I don't have a good relationship with it. And I can honestly tell you that I never will because I don't want to. Um, I'll leave it at that. But thanks for listening. Maybe I got you to think a little differently. Um, always use social media for your goodness, for the goodness in your life and reach out if you want to share more. God bless.